Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up? And welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Happy December 6th. I'm glad to be in the land of the living. I want to welcome everybody. www.von.com. Happy Friday, happy Friday, happy Friday. As usual, as I always begin, I always like to introduce the team. And you know what, folks? Uh, we were just having a very interesting conversation. I was about to say, we were, we were not arguing. <laughs> But here's the thing, right, Jared? How I get new co-hosts, and then they want to rename the show. The name of the damn show, the theme song says it's the Kendall Moore Look, Show. David Ruffin. It's, Look. The, it's called the Kendall Moore Show. But now all the co-hosts want their names on the damn. They want we flyers. We and friends. Kendall and, and, you know Moore those, and you know, friends. But look, Ricky Smiley, it doesn't say Ricky Smiley and friends. It doesn't say, it doesn't say Steve Harvey and friends. It doesn't say Tom Joyner and friends. You got a point. Tom Joyner show. Ricky Smiley show. You got a point. Jerry, this, this is what I deal with, man. You know? You, hey, look, you got to tell him. Ain't nobody coming to see you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thanks, oh, folks, for allowing us to be a part of your Friday again. Of course, I have the team in the building. Miss Netta Beretta. Hey, hey, Netta. What's that, Will? What up, what up? So, so dope. Miss Sandria. Hey y'all. All right, welcome you guys. We we are, we're glad to be back. We were uh, we were on vacation last week. Uh, before we get into the stories about what everybody did for Thanksgiving, of course, let me say hello to the one and only, the fantabulous Miss Robin Lewis. Robin. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How you doing? I am well. You sounded like Wendy. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, Robin. Listen, uh, I didn't see you last week. I hope you had a, a fantastic. Uh, I did. Did you cook? I did a little. Well, that counts. Yeah, I had three dishes to make. Oh, tell me what they were. Coconut bean, uh, rice and peas. Ooh, Coconut yes. rice and peas? I've never heard okay, of that. Island, you heard of rice Island and peas, gal. right? I do. I've People heard. that eat Jamaican, yeah. no rice and peas. Okay, got it. All it is is white rice with uh, kidney beans. Ah. But the spin that my mother put on it was adding coconut. Gotcha. And let me tell you, 
you got to try it. Mm. It's good. And then I had green beans, and um, I did Brussels sprouts with bacon. Oh, okay. I love okay. Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts, Brussels sprouts excuse me. But it, yeah. it was really good. That's Jamaican, yes. too? No, no. That's just, <laughs> that's just fresh vegetables. Concoction. It's fresh vegetables. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> well, Robin Glad, thank you. As always, appreciate your voice on this show. Each oh, and thank every you. Friday. Appreciate you too. My best to you and the girls. Well, are we will uh, you be at the uh, senior breakfast tomorrow? Yes, I will. My girls will be uh, doing something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Put them to work. Get some volunteer hours. There it is. That's what they need to do. All right, Robin, thank you very much. Folks, make sure you say hi to Robin when you see her tomorrow. Brother Jared, how's it going? Man, I've had better days, but, brother, some people will complain. They would love to have my problems, so, man, I will not complain. Oh, man. I love that. You know what? I'm feeling the energy in the studio today. Yeah. Robin, what she just stated and what you – you sounded like – you like, man, I'm grateful. Hey, I, I got some new issues, but hey, I had worse issues yesterday, man. So hey, I, I'm blessed. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. All right, love, man. I certainly appreciate you being here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, you know, you already know Jared is the technical producer of tonight's program. We're looking forward to a very flavorful music uh, display this Uh-oh. evening. How about you, that? you know your show? You know your show got that special sauce. My, my show gets the special sauce. <laughs> your show got that special sauce going on right now. All right, well, cool. Because you know you make you and Robin make me feel a certain type of way when I'm listening to Art Chat Daddy. Art, big shout to you, bro. You know I love you, but you know y'all get him so much love, man. I get it here on Friday, <laughs> Robin. Robin, because you're his wife. You know yeah. I'm like I can't even. Uh, I got How a much wife. Love like, you need. <laughs> Well, How know, much more love you need? I'm being special right now. You are special. Let me get out of my feelings. I got a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> you know it's nothing but love, Kendall. Oh, right. All right. I appreciate that. Now, Beretta, what you do for uh, Thanksgiving? I was with my family. Family. Nice. Yeah, we had like a potluck thing going on. Everybody brought a little bit of something. Okay. Uh. So I had to make the macaroni, the greens, and the yams. Macaroni, greens, and yams. And there was nothing left. So I guess that's a good thing. They ate everything. Oh, okay. That, there right. it is. Yeah. Will, you sent me a <laughs> clip about Thanksgiving. I don't know if everybody else saw it. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who follow the show, we all we communicate when we're not in the studio. But I saw the clip that you sent to the team. Right. Yeah, but I don't. We can, I don't want to get into it. That was like, just that was just from a movie. But you know, it was Thanksgiving and uh, the food wasn't right. And, you know, <laughs> I spent uh, Thanksgiving with my my big sis and and and, and visited my mom and everything. But you know. Stuff like that does happen, and I thought it was so funny. It was, I was hilarious. Like, Did you I send that to back. your family? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's always somebody in the family don't cook exactly the way it needs to be mm. done. And I thought about that. I'm like, okay. And it's and always that person who will call them out. Yep, yep, yep. Like, uh, who made the potato salad this year? Who made the potato Are salad? Are you that yeah. person, Kendall? No, <laughs> no. I just won't eat it. Oh. Fair enough. I, I mean, it's just Can't real. Can't even pretend. Uh, like, uh, 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 no, I'm a Scorpio. It's just it, there's no black and white. It's just like no, this is what it is. Yeah. Period. Yep. yep. Sandy, what about you? Man, so I actually talked to my birth mom for the first time on Facebook. Wow. We did a video call. Hmm. So for wow. you guys who are listening, you know, before the holiday, thank you. Before the holiday, we did the show about adoption, adoption and foster yeah, care, yeah. and yeah. Thanksgiving, we had our first 
phone call, video call. That's and good, man. That is yeah. amazing. That is absolutely that was, incredible. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Was, if that we was got time later on yeah. in tonight's program, I would love to uh, talk about how that went, or yeah. even maybe when we're offline. Yeah. Because that's yeah. Some, some personal. Yeah. But just, you know, another step on the journey. So, yeah, that was that was dope. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. why you so so. You know? <laughs> it's so right. so dope. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this evening we have a terrific show in store for you. Uh, we're going to begin tonight when we get back from break. Of course, everybody's talking about the marijuana and what is not happening in the uh, communities of color and specifically within the African-American community. I'm definitely, I got a couple of things to say. Will and I, we're going to tackle that. Uh, We've asked a couple people to join us. They're not available. I'll cuss them out a little bit later. But nonetheless, we're going to have that conversation. (laughs) Also in tonight's program, uh, just so that you guys can follow along, we're going to get into Dwayne Wade and uh, his wife, Gabrielle Union, what happened over Thanksgiving with the picture that was taken of his son, uh, who was dressed in a halter top as well as with, um, like, fingernails painted. Mm-hmm. And there was a, people had a whole bunch to say. It was a lot trending uh, with regards to that. Um, and, and then there's a, a number of other things that we are talking about. We definitely got to get into the Queen, the Slim and Queen movie, or the Queen and Slim yeah, movie. Slim. I didn't get a chance to see it, but my colleagues, they absolutely did. Mm-hmm. It's, ve- it's very much a trending topic yes. right now. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are gonna—you're in store for a great conversation this evening. And then, last but not least, right? Uh, black, there's a Black Santa in the Mall of America. Like, finally, America has said there there's a such thing as a Black Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You guys may not believe in Santa Claus, but don't spoil it for the kids. So we'll talk about right. that and uh, all the implications that are wrapped around it. Folks, you know it's Friday. It's trending. It's Kendall. We're back in a moment. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, WVON's 29th annual senior breakfast. It's taking place tomorrow. Of course, it's going to be a ton of fun. And you will miss out, in fact, if you do not come and have a great time. All right, so a piping hot breakfast. And it's free, absolutely free. Those 65 and older, don't worry about it. $8 $8 for those who are under 65. And what I would like to do on behalf of the AIDS Healthcare Foundation here this evening is give away um, a couple of tickets for those who want to come to tomorrow's senior breakfast and you are under 65. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give away a, a, a few pair of tickets this evening because uh, that's what we do. We're, we're WVON. So it's, t- it's taking place tomorrow, 8 until noon. We're going to be at the House of Hope, 752 East 114th Street. That's 114th and the Bishop Ford. The House of Hope is wheelchair accessible. Of course, a lot of music and performance by Regina. 
She's going to be doing her rendition of Diana Ross, who is an absolutely fantastic human being, humanitarian. So uh, we'll do that, Jared. Make sure uh, we're going to give away at least, uh, let me see, two, four, six, eight. I'm going to give away uh, at least eight tickets. I'll give away four pair of tickets, $8 tickets, if you are under 65 tomorrow uh, to the 29th Annual Senior Breakfast at the House of Hope, WBON. All right. Oh, man. So... Marijuana and reefer. And reefer. <laughs> yeah. You know, cannabis. everybody. You got to call it by its proper name now. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's up with cannabis. Cannabis. My mama used to smoke <laughs> weed. She used to walk me down. Listen, I'm, I'm talking too much on the air right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, mom, I love you. Um, my mom used to smoke weed. My auntie smoked weed. Um, the reason that I even mention these things is because every, we've been talking. Everybody this week has been having the discussion around. What's in it for the black people? Like, mm-hmm. if you, you you have to have been living under a rock if you don't know that black people did not get any of the licenses to be part of the first round. Mm-hmm. I know there's a long game with regards to people getting licenses to be a dispensary and you know being able to plant and do all this other stuff. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on the subject matter. Don't uh, profess to be, but what I am an expert on is. Black people getting the short end of the stick all the time when it comes to these types of things. <clears throat> you guys, you saw, we were talking with Davida earlier tonight, and uh, for those of you who follow me and have been following me, you guys know me and Davida, we 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 rock for a long time. But when it first came out that marijuana was going to be legalized, this had to be like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I told her at that time, real talk. I was like, Davida, we need to figure out a, we need to figure out a plan to get to get in on this right now. And the reason for it is because every time something like this takes place, mm-hmm. they find a way to keep us out of the game. Yep. Now, Perry does a great job with um, what she does as far as marijuana and all of this, you know, CBD, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The bigger question, and, and I, I reference that and I say that because she's having that discussion. She's having that conversation throughout the week. Tell people, hey, get with uh, Patricia Van Pelt and because you can make some money on it. Mm-hmm. Here is the thing, and this is, this is where I am with it. We, <clears throat> we're not, they did not give any license to black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, that's all we can say. That's all we have. Yep. Even J.B. Prisker, big shout to him. I, you know, I don't have a problem with him. If I did, you know, I'd be talking about him all damn day. <laughs> I don't got, I don't, I, because I, I I voted for J.B. Like, real talk, I like him. I like uh, Stratton. You know, he, he good. He, he's good people for me. Mm-hmm. How do you not put safeguards in place to ensure, because they're, they're you, you mean to tell me that there was no African-American who was qualified in this first round? And that's my question. Like, how were these first 30 licenses selected? Like, what was that? What was the litmus test? Like, what what, what, was that? Because they had already basically had a medical distillery. So that's why they were selected. And they knew it was coming. That's why they set up the medical distilleries. Because I know it's one over on the west side Mm -hmm. on Ogden. It's really big. In uh, 27 Wharf. Walter Burnett's ward. So, like, so, how do we get in position? Because I think that's part of the issue. Like, are black people are we in position to take advantage of all these things that are coming down the pike? 
And a lot of that might be financial mm-hmm. positioning because it's very expensive yeah. to own a dispensary. So are we in position and how do we get in position? Where do we get this funding? Where do we get this capital? How can a group of us go in together? Like, are we in position? We can't just say, well, we didn't get the licenses. Are we in position to get the licenses? And then how were they chosen? How were they mm-hmm. selected? And my answer to that is because we've had a, a, a ton of people who are experts in the area. As a matter of fact, one of our other co-hosts will be back with us next week, Reese. She, you know, she brought in one of the brothers who's out in Colorado, and he's an investor. There's LLCs mm-hmm. all over the country. There are African Americans across the country who have the capital to invest for people who want who, to yeah. who want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I work in the healthcare field. Let me tell you how they stack the deck for us. It's like with anything else, right? As soon as black people start learning about how to rehab properties, they put another tech in it and then mm-hmm. add an extra layer that mm-hmm. they knew we did not have. Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as black people uh, learned how to become sports agents, mm-hmm. they put another tech in it and said, no, black people, you cannot be sports agents anymore. We have the money. Hell, we got a million damn drug dealers in the hood (laughs) who got money buried in the damn, in the dirt. They got the capital. So (laughs) the capital is not it, right? In in my humble estimation. Mm -hmm. Systemically, those processes uh, is what, where we are lacking. And then what's more is we're not at the top. We don't, we don't, we're not at the table. Mm-hmm. Even with our politicians, our state politicians, our city officials, et cetera, we're not at the table when it comes to – they mm-hmm. knew that this was going to happen. I told you, Davida and I, we joked about it four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So if we were joking about it four or five years ago, can you imagine? This was coming down the, uh, the pipeline 10, 12 years ago. Right. Colorado mm-hmm. been doing this. Yep. Canada has been I, doing this. I think this. using foresight t- 10 or 12 years ago, we knew this was going to happen. Though. We knew that we were going to get, try to, or uh, they were going to try to push us out of it. But this is what I'm saying to people right now. You say you don't want to get involved in politics. This is where politics count now. You know, you say you don't do politics. If you don't get involved in it, then politics will do you. And this is, this is it. So this is why you get involved. This is why you vote. This is why you protest what, or whatever, and, and, and that's what has to be done. But it's absolutely criminal to uh, not put black people into this business, you know, uh, fairly and willingly, because we've been criminalized already for it. Man. Yeah. It's been dropped in our yeah. communities so, for years. And that's the killer. Right. Go ahead. So with that being said, that's why it bothered me so much when the mayor was like, we're going to put the dispensaries in the south and west side. But South and West Side residents are not invested in this business. Exactly. Right. So it's just right. another way for them to make to money off of us. Of yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then she went so far as to say she wants the downtown area to stay family friendly. Mm-hmm. So if you want downtown to stay family friendly without having it, what are you saying about putting it in our community? Right. Yeah. right. But but even, you know, the interesting thing about that is um, the aldermen down there, they were fighting for the dispensary to be in their, in their neighborhood because they're... The, let me tell y'all something, and make no mistake about this. The white people going about legal marijuana, yeah. period, point Absolutely. blank. And that's that's where the money is going to come from. Black people, we going to call, uh, call baby. <laughs> call, <laughs> call, yeah. call the club. I know yeah. more white call people are smoking but, black but, people, But it might be, be uh, more uh, THC in, you know, I know they talked about this earlier. It might be more pure 
then mm. what they're going to do when they farm it and everything because they may take the, the THC out of it. We it might not be as hard hitting. Yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, we'll continue the conversation. Ronald, you'll be the first call I take when we return. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show. Getting you from your work week to your weekend, it's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. Conversation 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. Yep, we are absolutely, we have went up in smoke. How about that? <laughs> Going up in smoke. We done went up in smoke. Let's go to brother, uh, let's go to Ronald. Ronald, thank you for uh, checking in. Kendall Moore Show, how you doing? Oh, okay, how you doing? All right, Ronald, go ahead. The bottom line is we need to blame these black so-called caucus from the city and the state level. They know what was going on. But I bet you this. I bet you Michael Madigan and his friends is getting a share of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the Black Caucus know what was going on, and they refused. They were more about getting reelected than helping their own community. And for these arguments, talking about they wanted in their ward, what are they doing? What, what, they don't make no sense. You want it in your ward. Why don't you send it up north? No, they're not going to send it up north because, you know what, all these Black arguments and these Black uh, Caucus is nothing but cowards. They're scared because they might not get reelected, and you weren't more about your election than anything. And then that's, that, that's what really teased me off. And they can get on TV and everything, talking about how they fight for their community. And now one of these backdoor dealer Tom Alderman fought for their neighborhood because there's no way in the world this neighborhood should be looking like this. Each and every last one of them was sitting on daily lap when he was in office, and they were sitting on Ron's lap now. Uh, Brother Ronald, thank you so very much. I appreciate that call. Um, interesting. And, you know, he has a lot of truth to what he what he's talking about. The one thing that I would, uh, you know, not necessarily agree with is that you want the dispensary in your areas because you want those jobs. Right. You want that money coming from because from what I understand, from the little knowledge that I do have about it, uh, 30 million from the first wave is going to go into like this savings account. Right. So that the, the the next wave, people can uh, get money from investors, you know, to 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 open up their own. How is that going to work? Like, look at the Illinois lottery and how how that's been helping out our public schools. Like, I don't. There's no. I don't. I, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, do you not have them in your area because somebody going to get a job? Right. And, and you know what I mean. But the very at the 
man, but see, we I'm sorry. We always getting crumbs is what I'm getting to, man. Right. Mm-hmm. We always get we the, at the top from the beginning. We're, 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 we we're never at the top at yeah. the beginning. We always get crumbs. Yeah, we, we, we have to be invested in it. That's, that's why it's important to do more than just work for the company. Because if you invested in it, then you are making, uh, 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 you are making a substantial amount, and you can live in your community, and you can help improve your community yeah. and make it better. So that's the importance of being an investor rather than a person that just works there. But I was saying earlier, you know, you, you mentioned prohibition, and in the 20s and the 30s during prohibition, who were the bootleggers making the illegal whiskey? It was the Irish and the Italians, mm-hmm. okay? So once it became legalized, once they were able to buy their politicians, and that's what they did. They bought their politicians, and they legalized it, pretty much like what's happening today with the marijuana, who were the ones who were able to invest in it had the money to invest in it. It wasn't poor people. It wasn't the people who was necessarily buying it. It was the people that was doing it illegally, <laughs> you know, or illegally. So when you look at today, who owns the beer? Who owns the wine um, companies? Who owns those? Yeah. Italians and Irish. You and know, this is our opportunity. This is, look, if we're going to uh, deal with this, and this, it, it has affected our community in the last 30, 40 years, then we need to be invested in it. And it's not that we're, I don't think that it's not that we're not invested in it. I think, again, you know, they stack the deck all the time. And our black politicians, they have to fall in line. It's just too much quiet money that's behind a lot of this stuff, right? Just like Michael Madigan. And I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again and again. Lisa, she's not in politics. She thought he was going to get locked up maybe a few years ago, but that did not happen. But his empire is f- slowly crumbling away. Will, to your point that you mentioned earlier, all of the big buddies got got these damn uh, got these licenses mm-hmm. across the board. The same way with what's going on with with, with gambling, and you know mm-hmm. how those licenses are being distributed. African American politicians, and I say this in a very respectful, non-respectful type of way. Some of them know. Some of them are in the room. And, you know, whatever they're paid to just leave it alone or walk away from it. And then there are those who are paid to be a part and play the game and say, we're working on your behalf. Like, guys, make no mistake about it. Everybody is getting paid. And at the end of the day, the, the crumbs come to the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been knowing about this for I don't know how many years. Yep. We got every black politician that you could possibly think of now, minus Eddie Johnson, because what what they pulled with him. We were running. We've been running the state of Illinois for I don't know how long. I mean, we've had a umptum of uh, state senators, state representatives, uh, the, the the Chicago uh, uh, Black City Caucus. You know, it's African-American. So the point that I am getting to and so that I'm not just being redundant is we always end up with crumbs, and all we do, all we have is WVON to to voice our uh, dismay about why we are not at the table and getting money. And let me tell you what it equals to. It equals to black people not, black politicians not having a backbone. Mm -hmm. They can't get in office without one of their white counterparts backing them secretly or privately. SIEU, I don't care who you talk about. Um, They can't do it without an Anglo-Saxon Anglo-Saxon counterpart to help them succeed. And so if they're going to put money in their pockets and say, hey, look, 
you're going to, at least you're going to win, and then we're going to help some of your people win as well. We're going to help some of your people. Make no mistake about it. This is 2019, but it's the same damn game. Yeah. The same thing happened with the banks. The same thing, and it's about mm-hmm. to take place again. You're about to have these fraud, these bogus uh, lenders, people housing, the housing, yep. uh, you know how that whole housing thing, it burst. Uh, that's going to happen. When we talk about uh, prohibition and, and, and alcohol, man. You see what they did to the uh, to the Native Americans. They got them tucked away somewhere in Montana mm-hmm. on a reservation. And I've always joked about this. 30 years from now, it's going to be so many of us tucked away somewhere in Mississippi probably. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. black yeah. people. Because this yeah. is just it. All of these intelligent black people, all of these intelligent black people who, who come on VON, who are on Instagram, who are on these social media platforms, and they talk, but there's no action behind it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no action. Can you pick up the phone and ask any one of the state senators, how did this happen? What committee was this in? How did this get out of, and, and how is it there no black people who got anything in the first round? It's what I'm saying. Now they're saying, well, the, the first round is the first round, and everybody didn't qualify for it. Let me tell you how people don't qualify for it. When you write the rules, you don't qualify. Right. Yeah. I can write the rules for you not to qualify. Absolutely. Will, okay, Will, what you got? Netta, what you got? Sandy, what you got? All right, let's figure Can't out. none of that. Right. So, so mm, all right, so let's throw that uh, addendum in there. Mm-hmm. So ain't nobody qualifying for it, right. except you, Steve. It's Kim Moore Show. We're back in a moment. <laughs> yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back. Kendall Moore, 312-374-8130. We're talking marijuana. Let's go to the phone lines. TT, how are you? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Oh, thank you, and I appreciate you talking about this. But um, I, like several others, are actually start working on the craft application that's going to be coming out next year. But I do know that this bill was just not created for us to get into. Mm. There's just too much money in it, and it's a way to keep us out. I agree. T.T., let me ask you, what are your thoughts on it? How do how do we get in? Because we're experts at identifying that it's not created and crafted for us to participate. So what do we do? How do we get around it? We, you know, and some people would argue the politicians are not helping. Who do we go to then? How do we how do we get in? Well, I can tell you that we started an organization where we're trying to band together to even work on this application together. And we're just trying to organize ourselves in teams uh, to start working and breaking down this application because it is a lot of work. Yeah. 
And you can, I can tell you a lot of these businesses that are applying for these dispensaries, they have the capital. These applications cost anywhere from like $60,000 to $100,000 to work with a consultant, you know, to get an application uh, prepared for you. And a lot of us, you know, don't have those means. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that call. And it just brought me to another thought. Um, and so that's where that investment, part of that investment for these dispensaries should come in, and that is building an LLC. F- identifying those folks who can, uh, you know, do some uh, capital investments, you know, within this, uh, you know, within this realm and, and, and figure that out. You're going to make, they're, they're going to make tons of money. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's just like Coors and Budweiser and Corona and uh, those Equis. They make the product, mm-hmm. the distrib- the, but the distributors, they make a ton of money. But the, 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 those who create the growers, yep. those, are the, those are the rich ones. The seeds. <laughs> let's, yeah. go, let's go to Ms. Lee. Wow. Ms. Lee, how are you? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Kendall Moore. Um, my girlfriend, um, three years ago, I think it was around three years ago, her and her husband were working on trying to get a dispensary. So this is something that we're just ordinary, you know, she's just an ordinary person, you know, middle income. But our leaders were supposed to inform us about this yes, because we have, we have basketball players who have millions of dollars. We have all these people out here with big money. Now, what she said is that it costs millions of dollars to have a dispensary. Hmm. And somewhere along the line, we missed the boat on this. And it should not have been done because... All of the people out here who are supposed to be representing us should have been on top of this. Now, we can't get that kind of money together, ordinary people out here. So it's something that, you know, I hate that it happened. But anyway, she she passed away. So uh, otherwise, she probably would be on the phone and tell you what all they went through. They went, they had investors and they lost investors and they were working on this. This is not nothing that just happened. Yeah. This has been worked on three years ago. And why did we sit around and wait till the last minute to come up and say we wanted to spend for me? This is all I want to say. Thank you, Miss Lee. Hey, you know what? I want to say this. You know, I know that we're realizing that this is very unfair that's happening to us right now. But guess what, folks out there in WVON land? It ain't over. We don't care nothing about that bill being passed. You have the power to change that bill. You are voters. You have the power. That's so stop talking like this is a finite solution and you have to settle for it. You don't have to settle for it. You vote, you vote and you bring to your aldermen, you bring to your state representatives, your senators, your congressmen, your uh, your gripes about this. And you have to vote and you have to come out and, and speak up and keep on speaking on it. Even after January the 1st, keep on speaking on it. Black people must be invested in this process. We have been locked up. For years, it has destroyed our communities, then you legalize it, and we still get the short end of the stick. So you have the power. It's not over and done with. And even if it's over and done with on this level, you can change it. Well, you say something that's very interesting, and I was just thinking about that. You know, they make money off of us every which way but loose. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, so now Kim Fox is doing a fantastic job trying to get uh, records expunged relative to folks who have been locked up for a certain amount of marijuana. But guess who's getting paid from that? 
uh, the public defenders, guess how many public defenders, uh, I mean, public defenders and other folks who work in, inside that state's attorney's office, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. who are, you know, uh, L4s. Well, they've graduated, so they're not L4s, but I'm talking about, you know, those attorneys who are in there who are, who are fighting to, you know, do the expungements, mm-hmm. you know, now, and then there's a bill. There, there, you, it's money to get, get the expungement. You got to pay money to get down to the building to yeah. get the expungement. Yep. You know, it, you got to pay the babysitter to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to leave out the door. You got to take a Uber. You got to spend money on your gas. You know, if you break it down to the smallest decimal, mm-hmm. hand over fist, like systemically, it's this money is money at every at, at every yeah. every step you take with this. And then they seal your records until something happens years uh, years later that's really minute, and then they unseal them <laughs> and they bring it up anyway. So even though you've had an expunged, they bring it up anyway. You know what? I I brought this up just to bring more awareness to it. And it's done nothing but depress me further. (laughs) And because what it does is it, 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 it makes me realize that we need next generational leaders to step up and help, uh, you know, facilitate, uh, black people Mm -hmm. and get us out this mess. Cause the ones who are in office right now, they ain't doing shit. And I'm, I'm just going to say it. They not (laughs) doing stuff. I mean, they not. (laughs) <laughs> they're Jericho dumb. I mean, like for real, they're, they're not. They're not doing a damn thing. They're giving money to who they want to give money to. Giving a couple jobs out. Then gave a few scholarships out to the, the people who they connected with. You know, throwing up a couple buildings here. They're talking about they. You know, rah rah. You know, putting on strikes. You know, it's depressing. It's depressing. But if you're not doing anything about it, right? You, you got to be part no of progress solution. without movement. Absolutely. Keep it going. Keep it going. It ain't over. And stay informed. Get informed. Absolutely. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Back, folks, it's the Kendall Moore Show. We want to welcome everyone one who's joining us now on iHeartRadio. Of course, we are part of the iHeartRadio family. 
www.von.com. Of course, it's the Friday night show. That means that I've gone viral. We'll go viral every Friday night. Every Friday night. Hey, listen, uh, just a real quick thing to you guys. I was uh, in, we were in with Melody earlier today, me, Sandy, uh, Westside Will, and... Um, <laughs> what side to the in, until the to world the blows end. up? But but listen, before we got in there together, I was in there with Mel. I want to make sure that folks that you guys know that Melody Span Cooper has a she's on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I yeah, want if I you follow get, her. are yeah, you following her? I do. Yeah. yeah, Melody Span Cooper has a Instagram page. So you guys make sure that you follow uh, our boss, Melody Span Cooper, on Instagram. You got it up? Do you have it up, uh, Sandy, I right now? I just pulled it up, yeah. All right, so uh, her Instagram is Melody Span Cooper. The M- whole e- name. The, the whole name, Melody Span Cooper, M-E-L-O-D-Y-S-P-A-N-N-C-O-O-P-E-R. It would behoove you to follow Melody. Melody, I'm telling you, she is more than just a, a, a beast and a mongol uh, on uh, as far as business is concerned and all that other stuff. V- very, very intelligent and fun mm-hmm. person to follow on Instagram. She's also on Twitter, so make sure that you're following Melody on Twitter as well. I made, I, t- I, I, te- I, I teased her. I said, man, I'm going to make sure that I tell people to follow you on Twitter as well as on, uh, on Instagram. In the meantime, folks, the WVON annual senior breakfast, it's tomorrow. Of course, going to have a lot of fun. There will be an, an excellent breakfast, as always, per year. This is the 29th annual. So it's free for those who are 65 and older and $8 for those who are under 65. So on behalf of the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and the Kendall Moore Show here at WVON, what I would like to do is for those who want to go but don't want to pay the $8, I'm going to give away a pair of five tickets. So there will be two uh, per, so two tickets per person so that you can bring someone. If you are under 65 years of age and you want to go, be calling number six right now uh, to the Kendall Moore Show, 312-374-8130, 312-374-8130. And you'll wear, win a pair of tickets to the 29th Annual Seniors Breakfast. Um, and, again, you have to be uh, under 65 years of age. You don't want to miss this. All right, call the number six. In the meantime, we turn the page. Let's get into this. I wanted to unwrap this onion, and I know we weren't here last week, so but you know, it was a lot going on during during Thanksgiving. How about that? Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union, um, they posted a picture, a family photo, a family, family photo. photo. Yep. Sandy, help me with this, because you know I'm trying to be yeah, politically I know, correct. I know, I know. You know, I'm, I'm really trying to like. <laughs> Sandy good with choosing her words. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, so how they, do I how do I unwrap this onion? They right? posted, you know, on on their Instagram a beautiful family photo, Thanksgiving, you know, the whole family, and the son. I guess this is their eldest son. I'm not sure, um, but he was wearing a cropped top. Um, the middle child. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, wearing a cropped top and acrylic nails, which I just found that out. I thought he just had his nails painted because I've been hearing a lot of stories. What's the difference? Like, what's the difference? Is, is acrylic even more? So that's the, you know how when women wear the fake nails, nails they yes. put the fake nails on. So it wasn't just like his 
painted nails because okay. I've been hearing more stories about boys painting their nails. But no, these are the acrylic. Like <laughs> I went to the shop. Went to the shop. <laughs> put the tips on. Like yes, acrylic fake nails. Um, and of course, you know, I guess people, they zooming into the photo or whatever, and you know, it, it caused a quite a bit of stir, um, which this isn't the first time that Dwayne Wade has had to come to his son's defense. Um, but yeah, people have a lot to say about, you know, this young male child wearing a crop top and acrylic nails. All right, so let's open up the conversation then. 312-374-8130. Here we go, right? Mm. So, uh, first of all, it's Dwayne Wade. It's Gabrielle Union. She got some stuff going on with The Voice as well because um, of what uh, Jay Leno did to her. And NBC, I I didn't realize that NBC was so chauvinistic when it came to women. I had no idea. I had no idea until it happened to Gabrielle. And now, that's a whole other story. But But it's a similar story because it's a level of... I guess in a similar vein, a level of policing. So in in Gabby's case, you know, they're policing her hair. Her hairstyles are too black, whatever. So in the case of this young child, it's like, okay, well, do you let this young boy, you know, if he wants to wear crop tops, if he wants to rock acrylic nails, like, is that, quote unquote, okay? Um, which, of course, D-Wade, you know, he is standing by his son. He's like, this is my child. You know, my job is to, you know, be the parent, be the role model, support my child, um, love my child unconditionally. So that's where D-Wade stands. But, of course, everybody who is not a member of the Wade family has an opinion. Right. I think it's so unfortunate that people have so many opinions about how other people parent their children. You have to stand on what you believe and focus on your value systems and instill those in your kids. Now, you're on the Internet trolling everybody else about what they're doing in their households. And it's a slippery slope, I feel like. Um, Like when I think about, you know, well, what was it like when – you know, Prince, the the Prince, the artist Prince. You know, I'm sure he was not your typical <laughs> child, your typical yeah. boy child. Um, but we see what he grew to be. We see that he had this expression, and this is how he chose to express himself with the blouses, whatever, the yeah. eyeliner, yada, yada. So are we just seeing people, younger people, expressing themselves more openly at a younger age like as a parent are you supposed to step in and you know pull their coattails like hey that's not cool you shouldn't play with dolls you shouldn't be wearing acrylic nails you shouldn't be wearing crop tops um i I think that's a i think his son is a product of their environment you know it's hollywood Mm -hmm. that's acceptable do you think it's just hollywood Hollywood, though it's hollywood that's influencing influencing them to just let him be the way he is but they live in florida but they can do it well still but they're still hollywood Hollywood. all right i'm being i know i'm being facetious right now but but i I, one thing off off center i just wanted to where's where was the other son at that's what i was wondering about so before we even get to the other son let's 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 have that conversation right three one two three seven four eight one three zero and that i'm I'm interested in hearing what you have to say but to expound upon sandy what you were talking about it's a it really this is a conversation that is happening across the united states of america here's the underlying question that is happening 
in case people don't understand and don't know. You have to be politically correct in everything that you're doing these days. Mm -hmm. My thing, however, is if a person doesn't agree with your son in acrylic and halter tops, does that make them a bad person? The next question that I would have is we talk about the GOP. We talk about the government and how people don't take away our guns. We don't want the government all in our business. But the first time that we say we don't like something from a social standpoint, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody and their mama in our business, right? And they're in our households. So it's it's an oxymoron in my humble opinion. But does it lead to where our children are these days right now, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. My question is, is it is that where is that where we're headed? And is this why we are where we are right now? You got the young boys walking around here and you hear it on social media all the time. They shopping in the same area where the women shopping mm-hmm. at now. Right. Not that, it, you know, to each his own. I get that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a child, at what point? Right. Where, where does parenting come in? At what point do you say? If you're at four, if you're at five, and you're walking around in high heels, yeah, um, kind of, you might. I, I'm gonna need you to take those off. Mm-hmm. I understand. I'm good with you expressing yourself, but do you vilify me because I tell my son like, no, you shouldn't have those right. on, right. right, right, or uncle saying, no, you shouldn't have those on, right. You, I, I think that you can, you can be who you are and have your own thoughts and ideology mm-hmm. and still support other people right mm-hmm. right so so here's here's my question to the panel right I, and this is what we said we were going to be discussing is it too much right now do is there too much social media not even social media influence but is it too much social uh invasion that is uh you know decimating our households Three one two three seven four eighty one thirty. That is the number to connect. Will so it's a Thanksgiving day. I took a picture for uh, Thanksgiving with my family. I took mm-hmm. a Christmas picture. You normally take your Christmas picture during the Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, people were they wrong? Were they, were they were they wrong for attacking Dwayne Wade? And I loved his response. I think they were wrong for attacking him. I mean, you know, uh, you know your child than anybody you know we talk about the high heels and you can tell the young boy you're not supposed to be wearing high heels but if he keeps putting them on that kind of tells you something Mm -hmm. you know if he keeps putting them on he keeps wanting to play with dolls that kind of tells you something that he's stimulated in another direction than Mm -hmm. you think he should go so you know um i mean i don't really know what to say uh i haven't had a surprise or anything my son hasn't said anything to me you know, so I don't because really like want Magic to say Johnson, it. you know, his son, you know, it, yep. it, I mean, there there are a number of different people, but right. the, the 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 specific conversation here this evening, so we're not confused about it, is it went viral, right? Yeah, and everybody has something to the, say the, about the, it. The picture went viral, and yeah, and, and yeah, but you know, I, I just think, look, you know, you know your child better than anybody else, and if if that's what you accept. Or you, you know what I'm saying? You can't really, it's not about accepting what the child's going to do. You know, if they continue to do it, 
I guess you can just go along with it. Especially you know? if the child is okay because if right. he's willing to, you know, get bullied or trolled online or whatever. Like, he knows he all knows the things something. that come he, with yeah. him wearing this crop top and acrylic nails. So right. if he's okay to still, this is what I want to do, this yeah. is how I want to show up in the world, it's like, as a parent, you kind of have to support that because what you don't want to do is alienate your child, push your right. child so far away that the next predator who shows them some attention online right. and now they ended up you know in somebody's basement shout out to r kelly like you don't <laughs> want to push right. them in the direction of somebody else who accepts them yeah. right. as they are right i, I think mean, it's I'm a balancing act so to your point yes you do have to give them support but then kendall to your point as well is if i believe something else does that make me a villain? Does that make me bad because I don't agree with it? So I think that it's important to give your children support, but you have your own values as well. Yeah. So, no, I don't think that it's too much social stimulus. I think there's not enough stimulus in the home. Mm-hmm. My kids, for example, they have their own personal forms of expression. Some of them I don't necessarily agree with. But they are so certain about who they are, it doesn't matter right. what everybody else has to say. Got it. And then they also know if it's something that I don't agree with, I'm not going to help them do it. So he's so young. If it's a parent that doesn't want their son to have acrylics, then don't buy him acrylics. Right. Who's taking him to the nail shop? He can't go to the shop by himself. So if it's against your value system as a parent, then just say, you know what? I love you, but I'm not going to help you do that. But do you think that when we – so do we not open our mouths and say, you know, no? Or do we say – Go ahead, be free, and be you. Are we doing too much of that? It's somewhere in between. Yes. Are we doing too much of it? There's too much unbridled like freedom of expression. There's too uh, much of that. But there's you can't hold the reins on somebody so tight because they're going to do what they want to do anyway. Okay, I'm going to sound very GOP and, uh, and <laughs> Christian fundamentalist, but I do think it has a lot to do with the fathers not being in homes. Uh, and the influence. Dwayne Wade was in the home, right? No, he was playing basketball. Playing basketball, he was fighting over, fighting his ex wife for the kids, and you don't know what went down in between that time. You don't know who they were staying with. You don't know what went down between that times. Remember, he was in a, a mean divorce, a very mean and hate filled divorce with his. I remember ex-wife. that too. So, yeah, you know, you we don't know, but I'm just saying, I think a lot of this has to do with male role modeling too. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that everyone is born gay. I do believe some people are stimulated toward that area in which they are born gay, but I think a lot of people are influenced by it and the openness and the freeness. I know people finna call in and get mad, but it's the truth. I really think that, and I know this from being a young man myself and being approached by people, and I'm not gay, but I've been approached by, and I still do, I get approached by gay gay people, gay men. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, I know I'm good looking, but I don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, women. I don't know who told you you were good looking, but I go ahead. I like women. <laughs> but but I'm, there's nothing wrong with you liking who you want to like. But I just, I just think people are influenced a little bit more. And you're right when it comes to social media. If they say it's okay, then you experiment. And then if you like it, you like it. You know, it's... Right. But again, and then you become and, and, uh, gender fluid. But and I, then are we do. raising people to be just good people? Like when we talk about womanhood or manhood, even with the crop top 
acrylic nails. Like, are you raising a good, good man? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know so many manly men who are homosexual. Like, yeah. they will shovel your snow, change the flat tire, take out the garbage, buck up if, you know, somebody is coming at you the wrong way. Like, they are very manly men, Mm -hmm. but their sexuality, they have a different preference. So it's almost like people get so scared, like, oh, my God, if my son wants to wear eyeliner, wear whatever, you know, that inherently just makes him... You know, that's the definition of his manhood. And for me, I see it a little bit differently. It's like, mm. well, no, this is how he's expressing his sexuality or his style, because sometimes it really is just stylistic. Um, but are you raising, like, are you showing him what it means to be a man? Right. Like, it's- I, I really think that this is an excellent conversation. You brought up a very good point, uh, Sandy. You you really did, and and so I yeah. I, I want to jump in on yeah, this, right? Okay. So. Like when I watch Empire, I think Jesse's character is like the most bouted, like more but, than but, but, the but, other son. I the, would call Jesse's character to have my back. The oh. older generation, <laughs> and and even like my generation, I would say the older, and I think you know a couple of us in this room uh, may be in the same generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's like no, like when I say no, we. Are we empowering our youth mm-hmm. and those who don't know? If we're teaching our children how to be good human beings, mm-hmm. if we're doing that, are we doing that in a traditional sense mm-hmm. where roles are roles? Where do we skew? Where is the line skewed when we talk about you being free? And being able to express yourself how you want to at what age or on the other side of it, is it being purported on our children? Because now it's on us. Mm -hmm. We cannot say anything anti nothing. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's your sexuality. I don't care if it's, you know, you being an illegal uh, immigrant, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is. So is the influence that that heavy from society that indirectly we're encouraging it. I mean, that's yeah. because that's the, what Sandy just said, there. though. The, the that is exactly is yeah. what she just said. The freedom is there, you know, to do whatever you want. And if it's something that you like, you continue it. So, yeah, I do agree. And, and you know, shoveling the snow and all that, that's not a man. Well, no, just, but I'm just do, saying, those are those are because women shoveling snow no, better than men are now, right now. Well, he, that guy could very time. much be born gay and right. he's just doing these manly things to, to, or what we consider manly things to keep people off. Well, no, set, but I'm saying but, men who are openly gay just doing right. things that traditionally, right. you know, straight men do. Like right. they are still, they their manhood isn't defined by their sexuality. Like, right. they are oh, yeah. men. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. so like, are I'm, we teaching our boys to be men beyond don't wear this, don't wear that? Are you teaching him how to be a man? Right. I get that right. undercurrent. When we return, we take the calls and we continue the conversation. Listen, so even earlier this week, Billy D. Williams was talking about yeah. he was gender fluid. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. When we get back, when we get back, man, we'll, we'll take it. It's Kendall. Let's go.
Kendall Moore on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. We gonna make a show, so don't be slow now, go, go, go. We gonna make a show, so don't be slow now, go, go, go. We gonna make a show, so don't be slow now, go, go, go. Thirty-five minutes after the hour. Welcome back, folks. It's the Kendall Moore Show. All right, 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. All right, for those of you guys who are just joining us, the discussion is centering around Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union. Their Thanksgiving Day picture. The sun was in the halter top. He had acrylic nails on. It went viral, and we're having that discussion right now. I want to clarify something just for, for those who are just now joining us. I am absolutely okay with whatever floats your bubble. If you are a woman who can shovel snow, if you are a man who can shovel snow, if you are non-binary, if you are transgender, I don't care. If you can do it, have at it. Have at it. That is not the point of tonight's discussion or topic. I think women run the world anyway, and and I'm very open when I say that, uh, sisters, and they just some very powerful beings when it comes to mm-hmm. it. The conversation, however, uh, is are about at what point and at what age do we allow the children to freely express themselves? And if it's too early, does it lead to something that has not been traditional in the sense of sexuality, Right. And that that's really one of the questions that I'm I'm posing right now. Mm-hmm. They got vilified for it. Right. It depends on like I said, it depends on your environment. When you see a lot of Hollywood stars and they have like Charlize Theron, she has the child she adopted, he wears dresses. You got Will Smith, his son wears dresses. Doesn't mean he's gay. I don't think Jaden's gay, but he's probably gender fluid, what they say, that that, that new thing. Yeah. But um, Billy D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't exactly. be lying on my friend. Look, no, 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 Billy D. Billy D. No, 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 no. Billy you are in that, that environment where it's acceptable to be gender just, fluid. Yeah. Right. Uh, out here in the real world with us mere mortals, us human beings or whatever, we are considered uh, you know, could, our child would probably, we probably still have our child dressed in the polo shirt and the khakis until they get 17 or 18. And they, they do what they want to do away at college. Yeah. Because, see, they have, you know, uh, you, you can be hurt at this mm-hmm. when you're at this level. See, when you're out there in Hollywood and your daddy got money and, like, like look at Magic Johnson's son. 
You know, think about it. So, but if we, even if we rolled it back some, and we're not even talking about Magic Johnson, and we're not talking about Dwayne Wade, right. these type of behaviors and norms are happening in households mm-hmm. for a number at of a different reasons. Age. At a younger age. And yeah. that's what I'm, I'm not right. talking. Right, so when do you accept it? So we're using these as examples. But let me get back to Billy D. <laughs> All right, so the Billy D. Could y'all imagine him and Lady Sing the Blues as gender fluid saying, right. what, you want my hand to fall oh, off? No. Yeah. Is that see, what he's saying or thing. something like that? See, no, 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 okay, that was a was joke. completely taken out of Absolutely. context. They took yeah. a piece of what he said and just ran with it and put this title, you know, yeah. gender fluid, he comes out, all this stuff, and that's not what he said. He was simply saying he is a man yeah. who is also in touch with his feminine side, as I think all, should all be. people that all should be. Women, we can express the more masculine traits, and men, you should also be able to tap into your more feminine traits. Right. So that's all he was saying, but people they took, took it, it way out of context. And just, he's gender fluid, and he came out, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he don't even know what that means. He was just saying he is a brother who can tap into, and he's comfortable with expressing the more feminine side of himself. Well, so another key term. Which can mean, okay, he might be more comfortable being a listener, being more emotional, showing his feelings, things that we But a man can do that. Equa- well, right, but things that we typically equate more so with women, the dominant traits of women. So he's just saying he's in touch with, he's balanced. He's in touch with both aspects. I think Billy was just trying to be cool and with the young folk in Hollywood and say something. He didn't really know what he but was he saying. But he didn't like, even say it. He didn't they say it. He didn't really the understand. They put the it. words in his mouth. He, he didn't, didn't say, okay. say it. Okay. okay. So okay. they took it out of context. <laughs> yeah. And he came back later and he's like, well, what does that even mean? Gender flu- What does right. that even mean? Right. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> right. Williams has always been my idol. My name right, is William, and I always dude. thought Billy D was smooth. And he's going to be like in a uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, he's going to be in Skywalker dude. Comes Back, That's or whatever right. the name of that That's is, right? Because you remember him in Mahogany. Do oh, you yeah. still love your man? <laughs> I remember that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Billy smooth. Yeah. 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 All right. Three one two, and you know the rest of the number three seven four eighty one thirty. So. Let's wrap this one then. At the end of the day, the age. At the end like if your of the child day, is three or four. You, we because we they, they're building right now a, a building on the city south side of. Well, no, it's a, in Grand Crossing area, mm-hmm. an LGBTQ uh, safe haven, safe mm-hmm. center. Like we were, that's where we are as a society mm-hmm. right now. And again. The, the the immediate question that I was asking, because, it again, it went viral this week, I mean, for the week of uh, Thanksgiving, the kids and the influence within the household, even with a strong man like Dwayne Wade, and, you know, some of his dressing, you know, in the barbershop, oh, yeah. some of the guys well, like, some say. of the guys right. like, man, what he on? Back right. in the you know day what I'm when saying? I see dudes wearing the capris, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to see your ankles. Yeah, or right, right. when we think about when did it become okay for men to wear, you know, at one point it's like, okay, he's wearing one earring, but if he's wearing two, right. now you look in a certain way. And now it's right. nothing for a man to wear earrings in both ears. So it's right. like, are we just at this place where, Things are just becoming, I guess, more acceptable. It wasn't always acceptable for men to wear two earrings. Mm-hmm. I think, Kendall, you made the most important point is everyone's trying so hard to be politically correct yeah. that no one is standing on their value system. It is okay to tell your kids, I don't believe in that, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to condone that. 
But because everything is coming from every other direction, now the social influence is coming in and you think everything is okay. Or mm-hmm. I can't tell my kid that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? And you, you I, spot on, Netta Barada, spot on. All right, we, I certainly appreciated that topic and that uh, conversation. All right, so uh, th- give me a piece of paper. <laughs> turn right. the page. Let's turn the page. <laughs> <sighs> Other things happening this week. Where were we at with it uh, earlier today? Uh, what did we talk about? <laughs> so many. Everybody we talked about Eddie Johnson. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, Eddie. Thank yeah. you very much for They're reminding spilling me. all the tea. So here is the thing, though, right? So drinking with a coworker, right? Because th- that's what it really turned out yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Drinking men should men be drinking with their female cohorts? Mm-hmm. That that is the question. It, and it, it, I mean, that really is what it boils down mm-hmm. to. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, as somebody who's worked in construction for several years, mm-hmm. and I'm working around men all the time, married men in a lot of cases, it's all about your energy. And your environment. If you all are kikiing and ha-haing and touching and kissing or whatever else, it can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But energy does not lie. When you're out and you're having a good time, but you have no ill intentions, you have something to stand on. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having drinks with a coworker of the opposite sex if you know what you are trying to do. Now, if you're being sneaky... That's a whole different thing. Right. But for people to, this was about him falling asleep behind the wheel. So for them to turn it and try to make it now, he right. cheating on his wife yeah. and everything else, they blew that way out of proportion. Because I read they were already, like, separated. And, yeah. And, and most police marriages are, a lot of them are like that. I'm not going to say most, well, but yeah, a lot of y'all them Y'all talking like around me. I'm the host of the show, Danny. Would y'all no, please, please explain? I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you when I say it. Y'all talking like that. A lot of America problems. Y'all like in this, and that, and this, and that. What are you talking about? In police what, what? officer families. You know, there are a lot of marital problems in police officer families. Sometimes the officer brings his frustration, her frustration home. Right. You know, and they start talking to the spouse any type of way. You know, being out on the streets make you hard. It makes you a certain way. I have them in my family. And, you know, I do they, too. They say certain things. They say it a certain way, and you just have to learn to, like, kind of brush it off because they don't necessarily mean it that way, but that's how they have to communicate out on the street. But sometimes feelings get hurt, misunderstandings occur. You know, so a lot of – don't don't be surprised. A lot of police officers, firemen as well, public service. Public absolutely. service is hard. Oh, my God. So, mm-hmm. speaking of which, and I'm not putting no shade on anybody, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, firemen drink. They, they, they drink like sailors as well. Yeah. But police officers specifically, uh, the numbers are, uh, they're astronomical when it comes to police officers beating their, their spouses. Mm-hmm. I mean, police beat, their, they, police beat their women as much as preachers do. Wow. I, I'm not, I am not lying. And, I, you know, people get, they, they get mad when I tell the truth on the radio. But they beat their, their their spouses as much as pastors and preachers do. Because wow. pa- pastors and preachers do the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoop on their wives. Their wives can't go anywhere because they're the damn pastor. And people got the nerve to go to them to get some damn mm-hmm. uh, some, some, some counseling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, it, But that's what I mean about us. Like, it's crazy as hell to me sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. the, who we are as a people. I mean, and it's not even just us, though. Just here uh, uh, earlier this week, you have uh, out in New York, the cardinal out there had to resign because he's out there raping boys. Mm, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely 
it's just it's crazy the type of world that we live in right now. But let's get back to Eddie and let's get back to uh, women, you being able to drink what you call. So, Netta, I heard from you. Will, what's your thoughts on it? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, if that's your coworker, that's your coworker. Uh, I know some people might look at it as being, you know, it's kind of suspicious if you're married mm-hmm. or something like that. But if that's your, you know, a lot of times even in police officers, in cases with police officers, if that's the person that they're riding with in the car or whatever, that's generally what happens. They end up hanging out with them. It doesn't make any difference if it is a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's not okay to have friends of the opposite sex? or Because yeah, so, that's I mean, what it, it comes has to down be okay to. I'll be honest with you, it has to be I okay. think in this case, it just sounds like they, they yeah. were more than friends. Like, yeah. that's part of the issue. Like, people are saying they were seen at this. Uh, What's the name of that bar series? They were seen there. I need to find out series. Who is Sears? Let, 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 let me know. figure them out. And then <laughs> no, brother, I don't want to go there. Okay. And then he was I'll having oral sex performed on him. So it, it was just more than just being out with some coworkers, namely a female co-worker like there was some other stuff added on top of this yeah. so what's the other stuff that was added that they're saying, saying that they were here drinking together but they were also touching they were seen kissing he's in the really oral sex done performed on him whoa 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 confirm that because the headline i saw was head bobbing well that's why he so that could be listening to music y'all know i'm just getting out of la i heard that I, saw this. I just read an article. The Crusader just did a long piece. Uh-huh. The Crusader. The Crusader. The Chicago the Crusader. The Chicago Crusader. That said what? Let me. Please find oh, that. I, oh, my God. Is this breaking news on the Kendall Moore? I, I, no, Eddie, I, I'm I, having a hard time defending you right now. The Chicago Crusader.com. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I, but Published what does that today. have to do with the man Published being today. <laughs> and that part, too. two separate so why things. his personal life, and he drank too much, and he was with another one, like... Why is that? Did he get there? fired for lying? Is that... That's what she said. Yeah. He, he lied lying. to her and yeah. to the people. But why would she even open her mouth like, I don't want to disrespect his wife and his family... Keep that to yourself. You're right. going to right. fire and fire. You now know you what? already alluded. So now She's you have already. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me. Let but me let me. Let me. Let me get to the Chicago okay. reader. I want to hear. Because <laughs> she said that it was some head bobbing yeah. going on. Yeah. I have Let's not say, heard about yeah. the head bobbing. That's like for real. Sweet. For real. For real. Like that. That's the first time that I'm hearing about So, and this is um, part, this is from the Crusader. It says, the Crusader called Bar 22 to confirm whether Johnson was there that evening. So, Bar 22 is a restaurant, a bar they went to prior to going to Ceres. So, he had had some drinks at Bar 22, then went to Ceres, had some more drinks. Okay. Um, The Crusader called Bar 22 to confirm whether Johnson was there that evening. A man answered the phone and simply said, no comment, before hanging up the phone. Those same sources said Officer Cynthia Donald was the woman who was seen having several drinks with Johnson for hours at Ceres Cafe in the Chicago Board of Trade building. Um, blah, blah, blah. Sources also said that the two were constantly kissing and were captured wow. on the restaurant's video system. 
Oh, uh, after police God. responded to a 911 call at the intersection of Aberdeen and West 34th Street, sources also told the Crusader that Donald performed oral sex on Johnson oh, as he said with his head laid back, giving the appearance that he was asleep in the car. Ooh. Jared. So you mean he was actually in the no, car? No, 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 getting... no. So when they called 911, he was not asleep. He was getting some... Getting some, Jared. getting some, getting some. <laughs> I, I need to huddle with the team right now, man. Let's take me to break. I need to, I need to, <laughs> this is breaking window. news to me. Let's take a break. We're back in the moment. Oh, Ooh, my God. Daddy, you just bust. Wow. Touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Terry, we're coming to you in just a second. I just got breaking news on my show. <laughs> the Chicago Crusader. The Chicago Crusader. And so I'm, we're quoting from the Chicago yes. Crusader. Yes. About today. former Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson. Yes. Yes. Please, Sandy, help me. Yes. So Go ahead. What, 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 what does the Chicago Crusader know, right? say? <laughs> So, in today's Crusader, uh, this section reads, After police responded to a 911 call at the intersection of Aberdeen and West 34th Street, sources are told, the sources told the Crusader, Donald, which is the woman, the woman officer, Donald performed oral sex on Johnson as he sat sat with his head laid back, giving the appearance that he was asleep in the car. When the officers approached the plain black police SUV, Johnson flashed his badge before he drove away. And then the last sentence says, last year, Officer Donald filed for divorce. So ain't that something? Eight one eight seven, Officer Down. <laughs> officer Down. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, uh, please it's proceed to the corner of Aberdeen. Anyone uh, You know what? I, I can't. I, listen, I can't let this one get out of my show. All squad cars After proceed to the corner of Aberdeen and what? Thirty four and Thirty fourth Street. The immediately. Chicago Crusader is a very credible source. One of the oldest, I believe. Yeah. I mean, they really are a credible source. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. yeah. This was just published today. Damn. The racy, untold story of Eddie Johnson. That's the title. That's the headline. Brother Eddie. Man, listen. Let let me. You're letting us down now. I tried to defend you on the air. You're just letting me down. Well, you know what? Regardless of the man. (laughs) No, they regardless. Regardless of what? Personal stuff. He's a good guy. We, We try him in the court of public opinion. But, you know, look, they knew they were going to fire him. Two weeks ago, right. they already knew what the story was. When we get right. it in the public in the paper, they knew we're the, they we're the, we're the last people conference. to get it. And and I, I truly believe she knew this because she's been around police officers, like I said, a lot, all her life. And police officers have personal problems of their own, so you know they're trying to help him out. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad man. I don't think he's I think a bad he guy. Hit his, he hit his level, what he could do for the city in this position. 
you know, it was time for him to move on. Do you think? Do you think they would have uh, published this story had he went and uh, went to the uh, police officers thing uh, and and went and saw Trump? Yeah, yeah, they would have. <laughs> no, feel me on that though. You know what I mean? Like, like now all of this dirt. This well, this mm. dirt because it ain't like it ain't. It's not like Lee that that right. was her first time doing that, right? Right. right. And right. according to the Crusader, oh, back to the Crusader, we Johnson need we need a credible wife are living separate lives. Mm. They Who are, is uh, superintendent? They're living separate lives. Yeah, can we talk about that? But their marriage isn't. Right. I got it. Right. They're so quick it. to try to tarnish somebody's. And reputation. I'm not going to judge them. You know, I'm no, going to no, judge no. I'm, you, you know what? And and, and you, you guys are bringing up a very excellent point, and that is. Um, I, I, I have tremendous respect for, for Eddie Johnson. It's unfortunate that his dirty laundry mm-hmm. is in the, the media, mm-hmm. and so we have to talk about it. The, you know, because you, he's held, he, the safety of the city of Chicago mm-hmm. is in his hands. What was? What was? Oh my God! It's a shame. It's a shame. Why did I have to learn this on my show? Couldn't get ahead of this scandal. (laughs) But he's a very strong-headed man. (laughs) But you know what? He has a long road ahead of him. (laughs) (laughs) So get a grip, Eddie. Oh my God! Get a good grip. (laughs) Jared, Jared, can we go? Let's go to Terry real quick. Y'all cutting up on the show tonight. Hey, Kendall, how you doing? Brother Terry, how you doing, man? Fantastic, you? Uh, everything, peace, man. Good. Hey, man, this ain't nothing new. You know, these, not him, but, you know, these other superintendents been doing stuff like that for years. Yeah. Oh, O'Grady was one of the biggest drunks they was. Mm, dig it. They was, uh, I can't think of this commander's name. He was so much of a drunk. They'll find him in the Omaha Spark up in Michigan. Mm. Dig you it. know, so this ain't nothing new. The man just got called up, and the lady he with, the officer, she worked this detail. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what? That brings up, you know what, Terry? Thank you for that, man. I appreciate okay. you checking in. But listen, so, but that brings up, it goes back to the original question. When you working with a person, that closely, and Will, you just laid it out. Mm-hmm. When you at, at work, and officers are working 24-hour, 36-hour shifts. They not at home. They in these streets. Mm-hmm. Hell, they still horny, and they still human, and hell, yeah, they drink. Dealing with the type of people they, that they deal with all the time, they're not, I don't think that they're, and I'm not making an excuse, they don't get the mental health uh, services that they need. They don't get the time off. They don't get the, the, the meta. They don't, I'm not making an excuse, but what I am saying is that, damn it, they are human. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of the other variables that has been presented to me here today by the Crusader, <laughs> I want to be very clear, by the Crusader, right. I will say, him and his wife, they were separated. Her, she was going through a divorce. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Right. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I do not see anything wrong with it. It becomes wrong if him and his wife, if they're separated, if they were still together and they were working on their marriage. Does it tarnish his image? It absolutely does. It tarnishes. No one wants to know that the person who is in control of your safety in your life is getting head in a damn squad car. But how many? 
Bill Clinton's getting here in the damn White House. Hello. You're right. Hello. You're right. I don't need to go down the line of uh, Bishop Eddie Long getting head in the damn church. The long stroke guy. Where do you go? You know what I'm saying? To that point, it's like he can't just necessarily check into a regular hotel or because of who he is, and they're trying to be discreet. So he's probably thinking, okay, we're in this unmarked car, tenant window. No, I just yes, yes, he can because she could have she could have checked into the hotel though. That damn people would have put two and two just being sloppy. He was just wanting to get topped off in the car. It'd be like. Right. <laughs> Let's be, keep it real now. Because she she could have went and got the hotel room. Folks, we return. We take the calls. Matter of fact, give me a call right now. I'm going to give away another pair of tickets to the uh, to the senior breakfast. breakfast. All right. 312-374-8130. We'll continue the conversation after the break. Chicago. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Show 312-374-8130. That's the number to connect. When you hear that music, you know that it is 8 o'clock, at least a little bit after 8. And it's time for the Lit Roundtable, which started about 30 minutes ago. We're already lit. (laughs) already lit. It's lit. If I sound surprised, ladies and gentlemen, I am very surprised. The Chicago Crusader... Dot com. So they've scooped the Chicago Tribune, yeah. the Chicago Sun-Times, or maybe the Sun-Times and the Tribune. Maybe they've posted because they also have a digital digital media. Yeah. So maybe they've posted it now. Yeah. I knew that Brother Eddie, you know, he was doing, you know, he got caught in a very, you know, he got caught doing some and lied. You know, he lied yeah. about what what happened. Damn, man, he put it on the on the on the. On the blood pressure medicine, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, it probably was the blood pressure medicine. Really? It's probably a little bit of everything, man. Let's keep it real. You know, 
Uh, but will, but, but I appreciate but, you trying. With but you based, are. but yeah. based off of the story, the yeah. story's saying that first of all, he was drinking with a coworker. So let's break this down. All right, here we multiple go. Multiple, dr- multiple. So they bars. they bar hopped. Yes. They bar hopped. Yes. But here's the they bar hopped. She was going through a divorce, so she's divorced, mm-hmm. and he is in a separation. Right. Right. So what they were doing. I don't. I don't know if I can pass. Ju- I wouldn't pass judgment anyway, because he who was without sin passed the first stone. I wouldn't do that anyway. Right. But I'm just talking, just because I can talk. Right. Right. They were having a night out. Yes, I know. They were But 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 as the protector of the city of Chicago, one should you be bar hopping? Man, he need a night off too. He did off to but Chicago you gotta crazy, take your uniform man. off. Well, a friend though. and I were talking about this last <laughs> night. We were talking about how you know Kim Kardashian has been able to build this whole career after the sex tape scandal. So she's gone on to build a brand and have a family <laughs> and get married, do all these things. And if it had been a black woman, if it had been Beyonce. There's no bouncing back from that. Like, you, you're you not finna build a brand and a career as a black Like, you are just tarnished. Mm. And so when you think about this, it's like, what's, what's not a good look? When you're in a certain position, you kind of have to be mindful of, you know what? This isn't a good look. That's for me. not a good this look. This is for not me. a good look. Right. You know what? I like you, and we do whatever. We can't bar hop. You know, maybe we go to one spot, and there's a group of us drinking together. I can deal with you like that, and then we need to do something in private. But I can't, you know, be seen with you at multiple bars, kissing and t- like. Not because he's not free to do it, because if him and his wife are going through a separation, a situ- but it's just, is this a good look? With everything that's going on, and it wasn't a good. But look. now we're getting <clears throat> conflicting stories about how he was pulled over. Was he stopped? Was he at the stop sign sleep? I think none of this would have even come out right. if he didn't get pulled over. Somebody right. didn't he didn't get police. pulled over though. He was stopped. He right? was stopped. They brought right. one. They right. approached. So him. one story says that he was sleep at the stop sign. Now this story is coming out saying he was pulled over getting. Right. Some so was the sleeping story the cover up right. story? No, that was the cover up story. Right. So, so they were trying to. 34. So they were trying to clean it up. Is so what that happened. neighborhood like? Was that Bronzeville, close yeah. to Bronzeville? Yeah. No, so the story, the original story is they were trying to clean it up. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. He and, slumped over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what happened was Lori was like, well, listen. Whatever he told Lori, because that's how that, that's how it go. Right. Your boss come to you, man. You got pulled over. They they caught you, man. What what happened, Kendall? Oh, you know. Hey, listen, Lori. <laughs> hey, you listen, know what? <laughs> hey, Mel, like Mel. You know, I. You know, I. Yeah. Dedication. What's you up? What's right. up, Jerry? <laughs> Am I the only one not mad at Eddie? I'm not mad. I'm not I'm mad mad no, we, I'm, I'm explaining why I'm not mad at Eddie. Yeah. So you know, I'm like no. So like no, Mel. You know. And you know what, Mel, don't worry about it because I, I don't want to put Mel in it. Right. You know, if it come out. Because you want to separate your personal from the at least, profession. Right. I'm a, I'm pr- so he was protecting Lori. Yeah, he right. was protecting right, her. Right, Because he, he can't come to Lori and say, look, me and old girl, we dipped off. I had me some drinks. She right. gave me some eggs. Well, she Why don't not? know he, but, but what she don't. So she was able, once she did find out, she can honestly and cleanly say, right. I you didn't know. know. Right. You yes. see what I'm So right. he was being a bigger man. Right. 
even during. And she right. didn't. A bigger man. You funny. The but it, no, that, 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 a bigger oh, man. No, 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 no. Do no. you give your boss the heads you give up? Her the, the heads story? Because you this don't is about anyway. to hit the fan. So should he have told her Absolutely. this is what really happened? This is what might come out in the press. Like. She he left her blindsided, so to speak. That's what it sounds like. Okay, I, I, I feel that. I feel that. I tell I feel my kids, oh, "Don't lie to me when you do something wrong, because you're gonna get in trouble for doing what you did but wrong, maybe- and in trouble for lying to me." So just tell the truth. He was gonna get fired anyway. She would have had to go through her process. There would have been repercussions anyway. He just made it worse on But himself. I think he knew that, and I think that's one of the reasons he didn't go to the police chief's uh, event and everything. I think That happened that after. Right, right. It happened after. And I think he was probably worried that if he went there and stood with Donald Trump, that some of Lori's opponents or former opponents, he might offend them because, you know, they're already after, you know, the police chiefs are already after Kim Fox. You know, they're saying, you know, she's not doing a good job. I'm a Kim Fox supporter, but you understand the police chiefs are not. So here's the thing, okay? Uh, she goes to him. She endorsed she endorsed Kim on the 22nd, the week before Thanksgiving. I think she already knew right then and there that, uh, that, that he had lied. Fire him. Yeah. Oh, I okay, I got it. Okay, so it was a thing. process. It was a, yeah, People yeah, yeah, out I here get would it. have been wondering, if Lori was going to endorse Kim, because we know she's Lori has a connection with the police <clears throat> and the Joyces, who are not. Well, Lori like, doesn't. Her connection with the police. She is trying to dismantle the Chicago Police Department. Yeah, Make no mistake still, about it. Which is why she brought dude in from from L.A. In there, and I think she brought she him did. in specifically for that reason. Right. So my point, Will, I, and I don't mean to yeah, be. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So my point, Lori, Lori is trying to dismantle the Chicago Police Department as we know it, yeah. as well she should, yeah. right? As well she should. <clears throat> <laughs> Nonetheless, though, uh, I got my wife on the line. Let me pull my uh-oh, wife in. Uh-oh. Hey, Nicole. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, surprise, surprise. Of course, I'm listening, and I have to call in because there are a few things that I have to say about this subject. All right, go ahead. Well, my first thing is, I, number one, think that it's weak that they fired him because of something he did when he was off of work. Mm-hmm. I get that he was in a police truck and he was driving a police vehicle, but he wasn't on duty. He has the right to drink and be wherever he wants to be when he's out of, off of work. Here's my disappointment with uh, uh, with what the conversation is. Him being separated doesn't mean he's divorced. Right. So out of respect for marriage, if you're still separated, you probably shouldn't be getting any oral sex. Like mm-hmm. until your papers are signed for the divorce, out of respect for your wife, you probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's my first piece. My second piece on it is um, it's disappointing to hear that some people are okay with drinking with coworkers, and I say that because drinking, we know, leads to other things. Alcohol can make you do all kinds of stuff, especially in women. You'll be kissing on a man or doing whatever, and you've been drinking with this person. I think it's a little inappropriate to have your wife out till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning drinking with her coworkers, and you're not there. So I just, you know, that's my opinion on drinking with co-workers when your wife or your spouse is not there and you don't know what your co-workers intentions are and we know that alcohol can lead to other things so don't put yourself in that position just do the right thing 
Well, honey, I, I dropped the mic. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to say after that. Will? I, yeah. but thank I, you, Miss Moore. It's an honor right. and privilege and pleasure uh, to meet you, and thank you for calling in. Yeah, go ahead, hon. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, we lost it. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's well, I a think, good point yeah. that she made. It's a difference when you're out till 12 o'clock or whatever. That intention is everything. If you're out in the middle of the day, you know, whatever, let's have a drink. That shouldn't be. Now, if you're pulling people away from their families, then absolutely there's a problem. And with this that. sounds like they were more than just coworkers. Like they already had this Something established. Going on whatever yeah so there's like this extra context but i think it goes back to the point i made about it's not a good look so if they're not officially divorced yet there's just something it wasn't a good it, look it's not a good him. look overall I, I it's not a good them not look. Being officially divorced you know if, if they were committed to divorce that's what I was going on. If they great. were committed to it. Well, you got to you know, they know for a fact in. the papers just have to be signed. And it was you know, a big outside right. because the wife and the, the everybody was on the stage mm-hmm. doing the announcement yeah. right. of his retirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wanted to thank the wife and he wanted to thank the sons and the mm-hmm. kids. So everybody, it was a kumbaya. Mm-hmm. You, right. you see what I'm saying? Right. A so unified. The, so the, right. Yeah. It was a unified front. So the optics look ugly. Yes. And yeah. then for Lori to say, in respect for his wife. Mm-hmm. So whatever was going on, whether they live separated or not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she had mm-hmm. the respect enough for the wife not to be the one to say, to say, mm-hmm. it. To say it. She right. knew that the Chicago press is one of the, we're, we're one of the ugliest part people in the country when it comes to breaking news and having, you know, these type of conversations. So Lori did, so, you know, she did, she did what was right, you know, and she did not care to elaborate. Mm-hmm. But now we finding out and it really, it makes a world of difference though, to, to, to really know that that's what really happened. Okay. Well, All right. well, well we, <laughs> we're being told, yeah. We're we're the, 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 crusader. The, the, the crusader, damn it, crusader. Shout out to the crusader. The black who, people win. Who was the writer for that? Let me, let me, let me say that. Who wrote that? The Crusader. The, We're giving the Crusader the a lot of love on VON here tonight. Finally, Damn. they get one. They get one. What? Let's see. Let's see. Damn, Eddie. <laughs> Damn it, Eddie. See, this is from one of their hood reporters that was there. They knew. So let's see. We'll, we'll talk about it when we return. Hey, Jared. Eric Johnson. Eric. And yep. I think there was some additional reporting. Eric Johnson, another Crusader. Patrice. Nakruma, oh, wow. who also contributed to this story. All right. So his brother snitched on him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We're back in a moment. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
right, 24 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Four. All right, WVON's annual senior breakfast is taking place tomorrow. Make sure that you guys are there. We're going to be at the House of Hope, 752 East 114th Street. That's 114th and the Bishop Ford. It's the House of Hope. It's also wheelchair accessible. There will be Christmas music and a performance by Regina, and she's going to be doing her rendition of Diana Ross. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Seniors, you know we do it each and every year here at WVON. It's always big, and each year it's better and better and even more fantastic. Now, it's free for those who are 65 and older. And what I am doing here tonight on the Kendall Moore Show is that I am giving away tickets, two tickets. Uh, I think I'm on uh, a, a pair. Of, I was giving away five pair of tickets. I think I'm on uh, pair number four or something like that. But if you are uh, 65, so it's free for, 65, for those who are 65 and older. If you are under 65 and you want a pair of tickets to this fantastic event, uh, on behalf of the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, I am going to be providing you a pair of tickets. Caller number two right now, the number is 312-374-8130. 312-374-8130. That is the number. You'll win a pair of tickets to the House of Hope, 752 East 114th Street. That's 114th and the Bishop Ford. It is the 29th Annual Seniors Breakfast on behalf of 1690 AM WVON. All right, let's continue tonight's discussion. Eddie Johnson, uh, you know, it's, go, it's more conversation coming, I'm well, telling you. I will, I, I, I will say that to you. Speaking of, you know, people being in cars, uh, Queen and Slim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Queen and Queen Slim. And people, Slim. yeah, in cars, inconspicuous. <laughs> What's up with, the, yeah, Queen and Slim. Let's get into that. I yes. didn't like it. Oh, okay. Queen Speak and Slim, on. by the way, let's talk about that. What 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 is it? Uh, it's so, it's like the modern day Black Bonnie and Clyde. Well, could, we don't. Lena Waithe, she's the one who wrote it and, you know, produced all of that. She doesn't want it necessarily compared to Bonnie and Clyde. But pretty much the premise is um, two black people, they meet on, I think, Tinder, and they have this yep. date. So they the movie starts off with them on this blind date. Um, the date is going so-so. Uh, the sister isn't really giving the brother any rhythm. You know, there's not really any chemistry there. So they leave. He's driving them, you know, taking her home, whatever. And they get stopped by a police officer, a white police officer. Basically, things escalate really, really fast. And the police officer ends up um, shooting the woman. And so from there, it becomes kind of this back-and-forth struggle and the gentleman, who we just know is Slim, um, ends up shooting the officer. And so now they're on the run. Got it. And that's pretty much <clears throat> the foundation of the movie. They're on the run. Will they get away? We don't want to get a movie away for right. those who haven't seen right. it and who will be seeing it right. this weekend. But that whole but part about the officer, I mean, that's pretty much been in all the promos. and all, I mean, that's the basic foundation. The shooting happens. And he shot the officer because, yes. because the officer was attacking them. Right, both. right. Both. Yes. Okay, and got it. He, he, he felt both of their lives were in danger at that point. 
So now they're on the run. Will they get away? And then the movie just goes through, you know, what they endure mm. over this mm-hmm. time period. Um, will they get away or not? I'm glad you explained that, not me. I was gonna spoil the entire thing. Yeah, don't, please don't don't spoil it for those who have not <laughs> seen it. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. don't don't don't. Please but don't do I that. I just did. I didn't care for it because there were so many stereotypes in there, mm. and it perpetuated so many ideals that I just do not like that people think about black people. As far it, as I would be giving stuff away. So you oh, think oh. about black stereotypes. It was probably in this movie. There are actually headlines that say this is the blackest movie. So the only part that I liked is there was a scene where people kind of rallied behind them. And it, for once, showed us with us instead of against us. Right. But And I read a lot of articles about the symbolism. It's real deep. I love symbolism. It's a beautifully shot film. It, it's beautiful. The story, I need to see this movie. Yeah. The yeah. story oh, to me was... Who's the director? With, with the sim- Who was um, the director? Matukas, what is her first name? It's a woman. Sister? Um, African? Is it a sister? When you said Matuka, that immediately uh, took me back. I don't think it's a sister. All right. But nonetheless, though, okay, so we don't know. But Lena Waithe is a sister. She's the one who wrote wrote the film. Um, So if you actually read all of the symbolism that was buried in there, it was a very deep movie. It was very deep. I just didn't like the emotions that it invoked in me, and I did not enjoy it. Generationally, like, it has been trending, like, since its release. Yeah. I was out in L.A. Uh, a few days ago, and I, I'm telling you, I, it was like almost, it took every fiber in me. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go see this with, with my wife mm-hmm. because I heard it was that good. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends, uh, his name is Jabba Max. Jabba, Jabba, and uh, um, Jabba's now him and who, who's the co-host of uh, Windy City Live? This is the... Oh, Val. 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 Jabba and, and Val, they're now, they're, they're an item now. So I just want to put you guys in context. Uh, so Jabba and Val. So she Jabba. got another man behind me. Uh-oh. Back. Look, are you spilling some tea? Look, you spilling some tea on the show? Wait, is that what happened, girl? Wait. Uh-oh. After we took that picture together five years ago, like, she told me. Big shout to Val Warner, man. She's awesome. But nonetheless, Jabba, he posted something on his Instagram page, and that was... Irregardless of all the idiosyncrasies, I think that's the word, idiosyncrasies, like true love is true love. Mm -hmm. And it made me want to see the film because he just he put their picture right there. And it was like Slim and what's the what's the uh, queen? queen, Yeah, uh, Slim. And it was just like right there. And that's all he said. Like, Mm. that's this is what love is. So I'm like, damn, I have to see this film. Mm. And the reason that I say it is because, again. We have, uh, like, these younger couples. You got young girls out here holding the pack for the dude. Yeah. They in the trap houses. They having babies for dudes who they shouldn't be having babies for. Mm-hmm. They going in, and they they are the accessories to, to, to murders and crimes because they love their guy. So I'm, my thing is, is that really love? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Putting your queen at risk. Right. Because of what you did. Now, in this instance, we're talking about them being harassed. And it happens to us as African-American and black people all the time. Um, and, you know, disrespected. You know, non, the police, they will disrespect you in a minute, even if your wife is in the car. And some of them, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to put that on everybody. Certain ones will do it just to, you know, show their proudness uh, and who they're, quote, unquote, supposed to be. But the point that I'm bring, the point that I'm making is 
you, many of us, uh, we, 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 we can't react the way that we want to react sometimes. If you recall the brother who stood up for his wife a couple years ago, the the uh the white boy was walking up and cussing her out mm-hmm. in his face and he oh, went yeah. he came up and pushed Last him like man year. what the hell you doing and dude pulls out a gun and shoots yeah. him bow right yeah. Yeah. so just imagine a police officer with all that power yeah. and you get pulled over uh with your wife or your significant other and you you know you got to sit there and he talking to you like you all types of boys and all this other stuff right so you so anyway getting to my point mm-hmm. and that is Black men being able to protect our women properly the way that we're supposed to. And and that's what I'm getting from the both of you. This is why she rode with him and rode out into the end. I don't even know. I, I haven't seen that. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is it, uh, is it sending the wrong message on the other side of it? Well, because I guess the plot twist to it is that in the film – Queen was more of the dominant one. So she's the one who said, we need to run. He actually didn't want to. He wanted to go to the police. He wanted to, you know, do some different things. She was kind of taking the lead most of the movie. And so I read a lot of different articles where people just had some issues with that, just looking at the gender roles. Like, was he portrayed as a weak man? Mm. Is she this overbearing, Mm -hmm. you know, the dominant black woman? Like, it just played with some different gender dynamics. So it wasn't necessarily like she's the ride or die. It's almost like he was her ride or die. So it it didn't bother me that specifically gender dynamics because I think in a relationship the male-female role it should flow back and forth. But I did not like, to that point, it's another instance where a black man seems weak because she completely took control and it just made him seem so weak. And but I've in a situation like that, many, somebody, somebody somebody's got to take somebody control. Somebody's got to make a decision. But somebody I've just has seen to make decisions. too many mainstream movies and TV shows where the black man don't know what he's doing and he's just so confused or he's making the wrong decisions. And that's not my experience with black men. So that irritated Church. me. Church. And I'm, I'm snapping my fingers for that. <laughs> I and let me see the movie, but I would have went straight and got me a lawyer and then turned myself She is in. a lawyer. So she was, was a lawyer. And that's the, the other thing. So it's, it's, oh, so now the plot thickens. So now the plot thickens. And he was a blue collar brother. He worked at like Sam's Club or something. He had a like oh. a blue collar job. No, it was. They mentioned it at, on the, on the first date. Ain't that some stuff? She was and a boy in the movie. And, 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 and she was dating a, a, a Sam's Club guy. And, yeah. Look at that. So, Ain't I mean, it was just stereotype. some different. Yeah, I'm telling you. Some different stereotype. dynamics but, going on. So, but let's get back to the dominant woman in a relationship. That's why. Mm-hmm. I would. I have issues. I would have issues. No, you're not gonna control me. I'm sorry. I don't care how smart you are, how much you did for the the dude before you. Right. What you think you do for me? Right. right. Like oh, all of that. I'm still a man. What the hell? What? Right. I. We, there's issues with that. But there are men who cow down, and I'm not. When I say cow, cow down. I am saying those who truly mm-hmm. don't know how to be a man and everything that comes out of the other person's mouth, that's what they believe because this is all, you know, all they do, they're in their ear. Mm-hmm. You have the lawyer versus the, the garbage man. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? Yep. It's an issue with that yeah. for me personally. Now, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So, but I think she felt compelled to take the lead because as a lawyer, she she knows how this story is going to play, play out. out. Yes. Whether he shot in self-defense, if they go to the police, it's a wrap. Like, she sees these cases across her desk every day. So her instinct and her professional opinion is saying, you know what? We need to run. Like, there's no turn ourselves in. We need to run mm. as fast as we can, as far as we can, because she's working from the framework of, I know how this goes. But also, being an attorney and a lawyer, she also knows that there's no place that you can hide. Well, so are you running to buy some time to figure it out? Right. Or are you running like you're about to get away somewhere? There's no place on this planet Earth yeah. that you can possibly run to. If they you, tried, though. If, if and you, that's, the, if, if you, be that's the movie. They tried. <laughs> they really tried. And there is no place on this Earth. Unless you, uh, what's the guy who uh, supposedly hung himself uh, out in New York? from or Epstein. Oh, yeah, unless you, uh, him. Then you, yeah. can, you, you can buy a whole new life, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Did you know the guards were... Were black. The two guards were black. A black man and a black woman. I actually sent you the article. They got uh, I sent in you trouble. a group of article. Yeah, it was a black man and a black woman. Well, they got paid well to, to get in trouble. Because that man, that man is still alive. Yeah, I don't think that man is still alive. That's not an IMO. I'm sorry. I, I'll challenge any psychologist on that. We're not going to. Okay, give me a million dollars. I'm gonna hang a rich white man. Come on, that's not gonna happen. No, plus that was uh, that's Trump's boy, and and not right. just Trump's boy. I mean, and I know we're, we're getting off to, we're getting off topic right here, but um, it, he was Trump's boy. Uh, you know, it's the Players Club. It's the higher level Players cl- uh, right, Club. Right. You know, that was Trump's boy. That was you know a few other uh, high level politicians' boys too, and they were like. And he probably was like, get me up out of here. We're going to figure this out or everybody going down. Yeah. So we're going to get you up out of there and we're going to give you a new face. You know, you, you that rich, right. that's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Not Tupac and Biggie rich. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not hood rich. Yeah. Yeah. The queen, uh, slim and queen, queen and slim. Is it, uh, Sandy, you recommend it? I would recommend go see it just to have an informed opinion because I feel like a lot of people are talking about and they ain't even seen it they you know reading everybody else's comments I feel you need to go see it judge your own opinion Mm -hmm. Um, you might could wait for Netflix (laughs) check it out this week do you see it yes I saw it no I said do, do you do you recommend for people to go see it I think that it was movie worthy I don't think they necessarily have to wait for Netflix it was a it was a very well done movie it wasn't like a low-budget movie. Right, definitely not. My problem is I didn't watch the trailer before I went to go see it. So I had no idea what mm. I was getting myself into. Okay. I wouldn't have gone to see it. It's not my kind of movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> but as I was in there, I was just so completely frustrated. So yeah. I absolutely, even though I will not go see it again, I recommend you go see it. Because there are so many things in that movie to unpack. And maybe in a couple weeks, once more people have seen it, yeah. we can talk about it. It was so deep. There's so much to talk about. It's just not the kind of movie that I would want to see. Well, based off of what you ladies uh, have stated, I'm definitely going to go see it. Definitely go see it. And I'm definitely going to be paying attention to Slim because I know I'm not a Slim. Uh I know I'm not a Slim. All right, it's Kim DeMore Show. We're back in a moment. We're going to be talking about uh, Black Santa. He has come to uh, America Family has identified a Black Santa to be in their mall. Let's talk about that. It's Friday night. Let's go. Ooh-wee. Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
43 minutes after the hour, as we get ready to head into our last segment, the Mall of America made history by hiring its first ever black Santa Claus. Larry Jefferson is the man who was tasked with doing the honor of greeting several children whose parents took them to the mall to see Santa. Now, for those who are not familiar, the mall is located in Bloomington, Minnesota. And I've been there before. And for anybody who wants to, you know, who shops and, and, and you know, you, you're into all of that, I'm sure many of you have been there as well. But just to get to the point, of course, it's the holiday season. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-hosts around this table, why did it take so long? And, you know, half of us don't even believe in Santa anymore. I'm telling you. Now your eyebrows went up. Like, you still do, Nora? <laughs> Mind your business, Kendra. <laughs> but, but, but here's the point, though. All right, so. But the I'm mall not surprised. of but it's like it's I'm America. Like why? Why it's 2019 and we're still we're still having so many firsts as black people. Like I'm not even mm-hmm. surprised. Damn, that I didn't even just know. Now having a black Santa Claus, but I think it still remains to be seen if we're ready for a black Santa Claus. What, what are mean? the reviews coming back from this decision? How are people reacting to a black Santa Claus? Yeah. That's the telltale from the Mall of America, from the mall right? Of America. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen a black Santa. Claus no, there's a trillion black Santas in I, malls, I, I, but yeah. the Mall of America is America's mall. Mm-hmm. I, I think and the it, reason they're doing it is because of the, the uh, shopping this time of year and black people, and, and might even be protests. We we don't shop when they say Black Friday. We protest Black Friday now. Okay, we no will. Yeah, yeah, it no might will. be something to do with that. No, we spend. That was like what yes. 80, 80 billion no, was but, spent but, on Black Friday. You know, they decided to get a black sandal. I mean, what is that? What's that area around there? What's going? Well, that's on? Minnesota. Is it being? Is it yeah. being? Is it a lot of influx of African My brother lives in Minnesota. So no, yeah. people literally drive. The drive from Chicago there. is about three and a half it's hours. It's a destination yeah. point. Yeah, it yeah. is. And then there are like hotels and all this other stuff that. Are, but you really, you don't have to stay at a hotel. You go right. there. You shop, you eat, you have fun, and then come you back. you come back home. And they yeah. have some, they have hell of sales, especially on Black right, Friday, but not even just Black Friday because we have a shortened holiday season this year. Christmas is shortened mm-hmm. because Thanksgiving fails so, so late, late in yeah. the year. So now you know you got sales up the wazoo. It used mm-hmm. to be. You know, you only get 48 hours to get all of these sales. All of this stuff is still mm-hmm. uh, where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Black Santa, however, is where we are with this discussion and conversation. Um, I don't know if I should be insulted. Is this a milestone for black people? Why in the hell are we just getting a black Santa in the Mall of America in 2019? And I do want to say for the record that Naya still believes in Santa Claus. Go ahead. <laughs> a friend of mine, my friend Andre, he actually... Um, just started, I guess a couple of years ago, um, he's Dreezy Claus. So he shows up to different events, different organizations, hire him, and he is the Black Santa here in Chicago. And I just think it's the dopest thing ever, especially being in Chicago and you're going to places on the south side and the west side. Our children should have long been able to see a Black Santa Claus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. your parents are black. Like, we, 
it shouldn't be a new thing. I so I love it. Yeah, it's but beautiful. Why did it take so long? Right. It's not just Santa Claus though. It's all of the fictional characters. Right. <laughs> right. What, Can if we get a, a fictional black Disney princess? Yeah. If it's a fictional character to begin with, like what does Jesus. It like why is it a black Jesus? We're yeah. talking about well, fictional cra- characters. So right? you know what? Historically Jesus did exist. Historically there's contention there, but whether or not you believe Jesus was real. Just based on geography, he wasn't white. With really right, right. Right. Let's just stop that. But shout out to Father Flake. Absolutely. But historically, you know they do say Jesus existed. Just right. To, to but say. but he wasn't was he European. God, nobody knows. Well, you got to talk to the mic. You, you I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. That. I'm oh, relaxed. I get it. So I get it. Black <laughs> you know. characters, like there is still a problem with black people playing fictional characters. There's a a pl- I think it's the Nutcracker. Mm. Well, they oh, just the got ballerina. the first black yes. lead yep. ballerina in the lo- Yeah, You're a, absolutely correct about that. It's a fictional that. story. People yeah. go up in arms like Superman wasn't black, Spider-Man wasn't black. Like It's a fictional character. It's made up anyway. Why does it matter? Why? Because it Ariel, is... Ariel, the movie. Yeah. The, being accepted into the mainstream yeah. more. But, but it's because we're we're pushing we're pushing the the letter we're pushing it and then on the reverse side of it is it is about domination right. and subjugation but then they want to make yes. Julia Roberts Harriet Tubman you know what I'm now that is cray cray I would have liked to see that no I would have loved to see that movie no you yeah. would uh, yeah I would have taken that the that drink the fact that there were people in a room <laughs> but what about who said I would have got me free oh, cannabis and took a drink and I watched that well, movie let's get Julia Roberts but what about the film that they made uh, Egypt with all the white people. Right. Always. I forget the Always. name. The gods of Egypt. Everyone the in history. <laughs> Everybody was white. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Cleopatra. Yes, Cleopatra was not European. Like, yeah. what? But when it's a black person playing a fictional character, now it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So we got a black Santa. Hey man, shout out to Progress. We have an orange president. It's progress. But is it something that we really should be celebrating? I know we're, we're, we're joking about it right now, but that really, it's a sign. Representation matters. It Even does. though he's a fictional character, if you're raising your child to believe in a Santa Claus, I think they're also they're trying to. Push then why them. isn't the bunny rabbit for Easter all black? Because rabbits generally. It is. It's chocolate. the pastel color. The chocolate bunny. Because right. the time the of the bunny. year. <laughs> that's right. And Walgreens. There are black bunnies. So you know what, Kendall? Yeah. You but go in the costume and you be the black Easter bunny. I was I was agreeing you with y'all. And y'all black is, in the Easter, black Easter is about color. all different types of colors. Like pink and blues and right. yellows. The light, lavender is an animal. And then only person. the bunny is chocolate. But I just asked why wasn't it a black bunny? That's and then I just get attacked. We're gonna make them black from now on, just because you said right. black bunny. On VON, the bunny is black on Easter. <laughs> That's it. That's Santa is on. black. Oh, Jesus is Will black. Will there be a black Santa at the breakfast tomorrow morning? That's right. Black, 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 black. You know what? Black, I don't black, have black. the answer to that. But you know what? Seniors be don't believe in Santa anymore. Well, yeah, so. I guess. Yeah. And you know what? You said don't kill it for the kids. My kids never believe in Santa Claus. I ain't worked that hard to get credit. With. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my, my son looked at me rude. with a big old smile and said, "Daddy, ain't no Santa Claus." <laughs> and he was like three years old. I'm yeah. like, "Okay." okay. <laughs> and no so, Santa at Claus. what point? What about you, Sandy? What? Do oh, did, I did, believe? Did, no, 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 no. Not what you believe, but at what point did you realize that there wasn't a, a true Santa Claus? I can't. At I what feel age? like it was early on. I was pretty young. Um, yeah, I was pretty young. 
Yeah. I believed yeah. up until a point, but yeah, I, I can't remember if somebody told me that it wasn't, but or it did, was pretty Did you early. just grow out of it? Did you it, just grow out of the belief? It's just a fine line, because it's still a lie. You're cultivating imagination, yeah. but you're still Ain't lying. Ain't no tooth fairy. You know, and that's the one. My baby girl, when she was about five, she overheard me talking to somebody, saying something about putting money under, under her pillow, and she looked at me and started crying, and she was like, Mommy, I don't want to take your money. Oh, <laughs> oh that is right. so. Oh. I was just like, dang, how do I fix this? Well, hell, I keep it in my pocket. I got my. <laughs> right. Going to get my nails done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but do we take that away? Do we take that innocence away from our children? Like, even we know that there isn't a Santa Claus. Kids, close your ears right now, right? Right, right. We still prescribed to Christmas music. Christmas music does something for me. I like it. It really, you know, there's a piece about the house, just the season in and of itself Mm -hmm. puts me in the space of giving and well-being. So I'm listening to Christmas music, but I know it ain't no damn uh, Santa Claus, especially no white dude coming in my crib. (laughs) I ain't got no chimney right? because you're going to get shot. Uh, or Rob, but before you get in there. Isn't that what parents in the last 10 to 20 years, black parents in particular, have told their children, they ain't no Santa Claus, I buy these gifts and stuff like that. I mean, that's what, you know, I recall. And it, and they still do it. They tell their kids, there's no Santa Claus, I'm buying the stuff, what you want. Or I give you some money, you know what I mean? And kids really grow up uh, not believing in Santa Claus. I think it's a, ge- a, a geographical as well as an yeah. economical thing. Yeah. Like, economically, where you are, where you live geographically, you know, I don't care what, what, what part of the state, but where you live at. Like, right. certain parts of the city, the moms and dads and whoever else are telling, but ain't no damn Santa Claus. The right. kids telling them because right. they live in a household where they're not getting no presents anyway. Right. Oh, so now they're okay. telling them, like, well, ain't no Santa Claus, and they can be four, five years old. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, You yep. know, so it's it's that thing. More well-to-do areas, mm-hmm. they still kind of keep that, uh, you know, going, for a lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But then they're eased into it like, hey, this is what the real deal and the real reason behind giving and all of that. So speaking of giving, uh, this Friendsgiving, that was very new to me this year. Yeah, I went to one last Friday. I don't, I'm like, what the hell is a Friendsgiving? It's so much fun. It's fun. Yeah, I went to Sisgiving. I love Friendsgiving and all that. It's fun. We got Sisgiving, we got Friends. What, what is all of these you, giving? You spend all of these holidays with your family, but you have extended family and your right. friends that you don't necessarily get to commune with on these days. And sometimes so, it's less stressful than being yes, with your family. Because it's um, the friends you chose, right, not the right. family you got stuck with. You don't right. have to be worried about like, oh, hmm. why aren't you pregnant? Or, oh, right. <laughs> why aren't you married? <laughs> Where's your boyfriend? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just come, you have a good time. Like my friend Naima, she hosts one every year, and it's just a good time. You bring a bottle, whether it's uh, an alcohol or if it's juice, and she provides the food, and people just come. Naima Latif. No. Um, People just come and have a good time, and you can hang out, and there's music, and it's just, it's it's an intimate party. And also people can't travel. Everyone can't afford plane tickets home. Mm. Right, True. so sometimes if you so can't feel be with out. your family, and also some so where did it come up? Where did the concept come up from? And like, because this was the first year that I actually heard really? of Friendsgiving. Yeah, I don't know where I it mean, came it's from. Been around. Look, we all right, our, well, 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 but obviously you guys participated in. it. No, yeah. but I found out this year that um, 
from Netta, like this, uh, the day before Thanksgiving is the heaviest drinking day. Heaviest. Mm. It's the the big, day before? Yeah. Bigger than New Year's Eve. Because, really? Because Absolutely. one thing is like people coming home from college or people coming home from like if they moved away for a job, they're coming home to see their high school friends and then they don't have to work have work in the morning. So they drink up and then bars, they maximize on that. Yeah. Work. So hmm. find something new out. That's a that's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I will utilize that to my advantage <laughs> next year. <laughs> just, just be careful out there because people are crazy. And people, who was it? I think it was the restaurant uh, Two Fish on 47th Street. Mm-hmm. They had like their own, I guess, version of a Friendsgiving. And so they had food and it was just open to the public. And I forget how many hours on Thanksgiving, but you could come and just have a meal. And they provided this to the community. So maybe if you didn't have family or, you know, your finances, whatever you couldn't cook how you want, like you could go there and have a Thanksgiving celebration. I thought that was really, really dope. That was so, so dope. It was so, so dope. Like we need that in the community because you don't know people's circumstances. So, okay. Yeah. That is. All right. So folks, as we get ready to wind down uh, next week, I know this is the season for giving. We are going to uh, have a great guest on uh, next week. And, you know, part of the discussion is going to surround suicide rates and how to survive the holidays. This is one of the most depressing uh, seasons of the year. While a lot of people are into giving and being thankful, there are a lot of lonely folks who are out there. And so we want to give out some, uh, some tidbits and tips on how to survive, uh, you know, the holidays by yourself. A lot of single people. I can remember when I was single and I, you know, had to be in a house by myself on Christmas. It was so depressing. I mean, so I think I tried to sleep the entire day away. Yeah, I've definitely been there. I did a whole just Netflix the whole day. Um, this was probably the year following my mother's death. Oh, wow. You know, I wasn't really big into holidays anyway, so yeah, I just, there are years when I want to just be alone, and then there's years where I want to get out, be around people, but sometimes it's just like, man, I don't even feel like being around mm-hmm. people, um, and it can be very lonely. Do like Will, like order Tinder. <laughs> order you to- <laughs> How do you order Tinder? <laughs> order Tinder. First of all. I mean, I, you know, obviously, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, end up in a police chase. <laughs> You know, hey, push the button and hey, say, "Hey, I hang out with me. We going to the edge, baby. Always to the edge. Baby. It's not Uber <laughs> Eats. Oh, she oh, brings man. her, uh, she brings her champagne and her green draws. We living on the edge, followed by some conversation. Some some heavy conversation, right, Naya? And then guess what we learned today. After the conversation, he tells them that he loves them. What? Remember, we were walking in the hallway today saying, oh, well, no, no, yeah. no, 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 well, I you love say you. that very loosely, sir, but I didn't mean it like Don't that. Don't drop the L word. If I ever drop the L word, if I said to Willie, give me the da 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 da. So I was was telling Kendall about how years ago I had an ex that broke up with me on Christmas Eve. 
with her new boyfriend on the on my the porch of my house <laughs> with my mom Savage. behind the door. Savage. My brothers behind the door. They ready to beat the dude up. I'm like, y'all be cool, be cool. I didn't like her anyway. It's all good. Ooh. It was all good. I didn't like it like that anyway. But I, I think about that. I say she must have just brought him over to kind of make me mad or something. But I wasn't even worried Jared, about it. Jared, I see happened. you looking, so I got to ask this question. Hey. Did you hear what the man said? Yeah. The Real man thought. said his girlfriend brought her new boyfriend yep. over to his house, yep. his mama's house. His mama's house. Yeah. To break up with him. But you didn't like her like that anyway. You still like invited her? Like her? Anyway. No, I didn't invite her. She just showed up. <laughs> she, came, she came to the door, and he was on the porch. And she's like, well, I think he he was somebody she had went with before, and she really wanted him. Mm. But anyway, I'm looking at him. He's looking at me like, ain't no big thing to it. My brothers are behind the door. He don't realize he's about to die. My Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up? 